be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Oscar Wilde said that. You found the Happy Life Challenge. Seven days of happy. Seven happy hacks to help us develop our habit of happy. We started off the Happy Life Challenge by talking about our lives will be full of something. We can be dreadful, hateful, harmful, etc. Or, like we've talked about in our last three challenges, we can be watchful, thankful, and wonderful. You can't have them at the same time. In this challenge, I want to talk to you about being beautiful, being full of beauty. Or as Jim Carrey would say, B-E-A-Utiful. <laughs> and I want to make sure that you see in the word beautiful, B-E-A-Utiful, I want you to see that letter U, and I want you to turn it into the word U. Instead of B-E-A-Utiful, I want you to see it in your mind as B-E-A-Y-O-U-tiful. Because you are the most beautiful when you are yourself. You already are beautiful. Unless you're trying to be like someone else. Tyra Banks would say it like this. Never dull your shine for somebody else. Trust me. I know this is way easier said than done. I know it from experience. Just let me share with you how B-E-A-Y-O-U-tiful started with me. (laughs) I've always been unique. Different. My friends call me Tigger because Tiggers are always bouncing around. They're always knocking people over. Tigger never realizes that he's knocking people over, but he is. That's kind of what I do. I'm energetic. I bounce around. And a lot of times I can offend people. I can make people angry because I just, I think out loud. Tiggers also are always talking about how they're the only one. (laughs) I'm the only one. But even in the Tigger movie, Tigger himself halfway through the movie, realizes that he is different, that there's nobody else like him. And he spends a movie trying to find somebody else that's like him. He realizes that he's the only one, but instead of being proud of that, he becomes very unhappy over that. And that's me. I always struggled to try to fit in. I grew up in a preacher's home, and so I was always told how I was supposed to act because I had to be different than all the other kids because I was the preacher's kid. When I walked into school, they knew I was a preacher's kid. They would change their jokes. They'd talk behind my... I'd see them talking behind my back as I walked into the room because I was a preacher's kid. I just struggled with fitting in. And then Camp Daniel happened. Uh, They say that Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. They're wrong. Camp Daniel is the happiest place on earth. Let me tell you about Camp Daniel for a second. Camp Daniel is a camp for people with disabilities. I speak for a living, and they wanted me to speak at Camp Daniel, but I put them off for a couple of years because it scared me. I'd never spoken to a group of people that had disabilities before. They had all sorts of disabilities, mental, physical, emotional, all sorts of disabilities. They put them all together. They didn't separate them into their own little camps. They were all there together. And that intimidated me a little bit, scared me a little bit. I was a little insecure about that until they told me that the average age of the camper was 30. Now, it goes for anywhere from 8 to in the 60s. I mean, they have campers of all ages there. The average age would be right around 30. But the average mental age, they told me, was 13. And I was like, those are my people. (laughs) 
that's who I am. I'm like a 13-year-old mentally, and yet I'm so much older than that. So I spoke to them, and pretty soon it started off as a week, and then I kept bugging them. After a year or two, I said, can I do all the weeks? Let me speak all the weeks. The entire summer, I would speak there year after year after year. And one year, there was a guy in the front row. It was the first night of camp, and the first night is always the toughest because you've you got to get into the zone. It was always the hardest for me. Once I got in that zone, it was a piece of cake. But it took me a while to get there, the first night or so anyway. Well, this was the first night of camp of all the whole summer, and this guy in the front row just started yelling at me. Every minute or so, he would yell at me. <laughs> I, I wanted to get him to stop because I'm the speaker, Right. But for years, I have said one of the mantras of Camp Daniel is, your voice is important. So now I can't be hypocritical and tell him to be quiet because I'm speaking. His voice is important too. So then I'm kind of looking at his counselor, hoping that he would put his hand on his shoulder or something or take him out or stop him. But when I looked at his counselor, which I knew pretty well, he was just grinning from ear to ear. (laughs) He was loving all this and he was loving how it was making me feel because he was a friend of mine. (laughs) So... Every time I started getting momentum, I started figuring out where I was going, this guy would yell at me and just take me out. (laughs) And what he was yelling at me was, be you. He would just sit there and yell at me, be you. Well, the night finally ended and I went and hid in my cabin. People were looking for me. What's going on? I just told him, I was feeling miserable. I feel like I blew it that night. And this guy yelling at me, it just really affected me. Well, as I told them the story, there was a lot of interns there that were in their teens and early 20s. And so then it became the joke for the rest of the entire summer. This was the first night of the, of the summer, the first night of all their weeks of camp. Now those interns were with us all summer long, and we kept yelling. that Every time they'd see me, they'd yell at me, be you from across the campground. They'd see me, and they'd yell across the campground, be you. <laughs> they were constantly yelling, be you. So it became the big joke that every time we saw each other, we would yell at each other, be you. It was a powerful summer of camp and ended very powerful, unlike how it started. (laughs) And I remember the last night of camp, we're all sitting around the campfire. We're all going to fly out the next day. As I'm sitting there, I realized that it was like God trying to get my attention. It was like life trying to get my attention. And I had to be yelled at all summer long for this to get to me. It was like God was trying to say, Be who I created you to be. Be you. Life was trying to get me to be who I was instead of trying to be like somebody else. Bernard M. Baruch said it this way. Be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. And up to this point, I struggled a lot with insecurity and I still struggle with sometimes today as well because I just never fit in. I was the only one. But truth is, we all are the only ones. We all are unique. We are all different. The problem is that we don't want to be. Like Roy T. Bennett says, you were born to stand out. Stop trying to fit in. I think we would rather fit in. On one hand, trust me, it's a lot easier to just fit in and go with the flow of what everyone is doing, what everyone else is thinking, how everyone else is being. But I'll tell you that on the other hand, trying to be anything but you is, well, as Leo Biscaglia puts it, I hope I'm saying their names right, 
The easiest thing to be in the world is you. The most difficult thing to be is what other people want you to be. Don't let them put you in that position, end quote. General George S. Patton said, if everyone is thinking alike, then someone isn't thinking. And I would tweak that and say, if everyone is acting the same, then someone is acting. It's like Dr. Seuss said. I mean, we go from a general, a four or five star general to Dr. Seuss, but Dr. Seuss said some serious stuff in such a fun way. That's why I love him so much. I love how his brain worked. Dr. Seuss says, you are you. Now, isn't that pleasant? (laughs) It should be. But truth is, for many of us, it isn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant for Radiohead. They're the ones that sang that song, Creep. Here are some of the lyrics. In fact, they end the song with this, but they sing these lyrics throughout the entire song. Several times these lyrics are repeated. Quote, I wish I was special, but I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What am I doing here? I don't belong here. I don't belong here. That's a song that basically projected them into the mainstream, made them known. But the funny part about that is, is years later, they were interviewed and they came up with words like this to describe that song, Creep, that propelled them forward. They said it made them cringe. It was grotesque, morbid, and self-pitying. And they don't feel that way anymore. And you know why that song creep, if, you, if you're looking at more of the lyrics, really, he's comparing himself to this woman he met at one of his concerts. That's where the song was written from. And he kept talking about how she's so amazing and he's a creep. He's a loser. And he wants her to be happy. He said, that's one of the words in the lyrics in the song. He wants her to be happy. And yet he's calling himself a creep. You can't be happy if you think that you're a creep. Contrast that, on the other hand, to the song Beautiful by Christine Aguilera. She says, quote, every day is so wonderful, then suddenly it's hard to breathe. Last challenge, challenge number four, wonderful. We talked about Jason Mraz being the artist who's all about the wordplay and how he would talk about wonderful, but he'd also talk about the dark side as well. Because you can't just, a lot of people think to be happy, you got to ignore the bad. you got to get rid of the bad. And then just when the good happens, then I'm going to be happy. But we at Happy Life Studios believe that a happy life is a lifestyle where you secure and sustain joy no matter what the circumstance. So Christina Aguilera is doing the same thing here. I love it. She's talking about being beautiful, but she's also talking about the other side of that. In the midst of that, she talks about being beautiful. Like I said, she says, every day is so wonderful then suddenly it's hard to breathe. Now and then I get insecure from all the pain. I'm so ashamed. But then she turns it immediately and says, you are beautiful no matter what they say. Words can't bring you down. Oh no. You are beautiful in every single way. Yes, words can't bring you down. So don't you bring me down today. End quote. The question is, what song do you play in your head? Do you play creep, comparing yourself to other people? 
or in beautiful, there's other people trying to get her to change. But she says, no matter what they say, I am beautiful. Whether you believe that you're beautiful or that you're a creep, you can't have both at the same time. That's what we're trying to say from that challenge number one. You can't have both at the same time. And I hope you're not getting tired of hearing me going on and on about that. But it's so vital to us living a happy life. If you allow that song creep to play in your head, you're going to feel like a creep. The people that are hateful, that are harmful, that are vengeful, that are full of those things, it's because they don't like themselves. I speak at school assemblies, and I have never met a bully that likes themselves. When we feel like a creep, we are full of hate, anger, harm, anxiety. But when we believe that we're beautiful, that's when we're full of the wonder and the thanks and the happy. To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment, Ralph Waldo Emerson said. To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Which leads me into this text that I just received today of all days from Joe McCarthy of Mojo Studio, one of our brother studios in Southern California. We have a text thread between all of our studios And he sent this to the text thread, and it says this, fits in perfectly. Quote, as you continue to share your gifts with the world, plenty of naysayers will take pot shots at your content, your motive, your character, etc. Sometimes the naysayer is your own inner critic, exclamation point. Although it may sting and stink, don't bite on that bait. Take it as a sign that the crabs are just trying to pull you back down into their little bucket of sameness. Shrug it off, knowing their negativity has been activated by your positivity. Use that magnetic force to propel you onward, exclamation point. Let's spread our awesome sauce liberally, spicy ones, exclamation point, end of quote. I love that. I've seen the fishing shows where they're out there catching Alaskan crab. And they put some stinky dead fish in that box, in that trap to get the crabs to go in there. Because crabs do like things that stink. Crabs love that stinky perspective. And they're not going to be happy until they pull us all down with them into that trap. That's sideways thinking. If you think about it, a crab, their eyes are on the front of their head. They look forward, but they walk sideways. They never go to where they're looking. They can look at happy, but they never get there because their mentality, they just think sideways. They walk sideways. They want to pull us down into their little bucket of sameness. And there's always going to be people out there that struggle with being beautiful, that struggle with being happy. And so what they're going to do is they're going to try to put out the stinky bait and they're going to try to pull us back into that trap where they are living. But don't let them bring you down. Be who you are. Everyone else is already taken. And spread your awesome sauce. So here are a few action points. Number one, I'd highly recommend taking a personality test. There's free ones online. The Enneagram is real popular right now. I like the DISC test, D-I-S-C, the Briggs-Meyer personality test. I think we should do personality tests in the characters of 
Winnie the Pooh, then we'd all know who we are right away, right? Like I said, I'm Tigger. (laughs) But find a personality test, whether you want to pay for a more inclusive one or just take one online for free. But personality tests kind of explain to us, they, they free me. When I took my personality test, I realized, oh, that's why I act that way. That's why I tend to think this way. A lot of it is our personality. It's how we are created. We need to embrace that tough side as well as the beautiful side. We need to embrace the ugly as well as the beauty because we have both of them in us. Secondly, encourage yourself. Pour courage into yourself. That's what that word encourage means, to pour courage into. So when you encourage yourself, you pour courage into you. Instead of waiting for other people to encourage you, encourage yourself if they don't, right? Do this by putting up positive affirmations all around. Everywhere you look, may you find them, you know, on your phone case, uh, on the mirror, in your cubicle, uh, in your car. But it's important to be reminded of these positive affirmations. Maybe start a courage society, so to speak, like the Dead Poet Society, where you find some friends and you say, could we just encourage each other when we see each other? And be purposeful when you hang out. Make sure that you at least ask, how are you feeling today? Or ask your friends, give me something that I'm good at, because we have a hard time doing that ourselves, talking good and positive about ourselves. So start a Courage Society well, where you can ask your friends and they can ask you the same thing. It's easy for me to tell you positive things about yourself, but it's harder for me to tell positive things about myself, which leads me into the very last thing under Encourage Yourself, which is there is nothing wrong with speaking positive things about you, but there is something wrong with not speaking positive things about you. You are beautiful just the way you are. So be you. Be you! (laughs) B-E-A-U-tiful.